seconds to just process what the hell just happened. The Lakers were up 17. They were up double, digit, double digits in the fourth, dancing, uh, kind of just, you know, running away with the game, uh, having a good time. And then uh, Benedict Matherin, my goodness, did he go on a run. I feel like he scored every point. Uh, they had a 10-0 run, cut the lead to seven, a bunch of ISOs. Um, the Indiana Pacers never quit. Uh, they started trapping at like half court, a lot of bad passes, a lot of early shots, uh, and the Lakers lose. Um, and this was, this one hurts. Uh, I thought this is one that, you know, they had to have just from like a, what the season is going to be going forward. Like we have a ton of road games coming up. And when you start the season two and nine, you really have zero margin for error, uh, especially in games when you feel like you won twice. Like the Lakers went up big, Indiana came back, which I thought they would. Uh, they shoot enough threes to where they're not going to be blown out a lot of nights. Um, their three-point, you know, margin and variance is just too high. They shoot too many with too many good shooters to to get blown out in that way. But uh, to blow the lead, um, to blow an Anthony Davis game, honestly, um, 25 points, 13 rebounds, four blocks. Not sure how much of that matters now uh, after this loss, but. Um, yeah, the Lakers now fall, I believe, to 8-12. and 12. I don't even know what their record is. Man, uh, kind of at a loss for words. I had a bunch of notes for, like, a, a really good win, a solid win, a win where we're building. And I thought, you know, there's a lot of stuff that we found in this game. And then to just blow it um, is, is, is really painful uh, for a night where – for a night where I think we saw a lot of the stuff that went well. LeBron got the ankle injury early, but he looked like he was moving okay. The jumper wasn't there. Um, but, you know, just you – know, I thought Russ played well in spots. It's just, man, that, that closing lineup, I thought it was just – and I don't know how much of it to blame exactly on him, but just it was a lot of Russ. It was a lot of Dennis Schroeder. Um, it was a lot of just quick shots and, you know, a lot of shots that Indiana would live with. And then LeBron, all his offense was really post-ups. Couldn't get anything going to the basket to end the game. Uh, he had that one layup um, that he finished to kind of put us up too. But I felt like it was just a major struggle for him, especially in that fourth quarter. Uh, they lose 32-22 to 22 in the fourth. And I'm just shocked. It, you know, this, was, this felt like a win going away. This felt like building momentum three games, three games in a row, going into a Portland team that has no Damian Lillard. Like, this really felt like a building block win, honestly. And the Indiana Pacers aren't some bottom-dwelling team. They're 10-6. and six. You know, they're not a great team. They have a, they've had a soft schedule, but 10-6 and six is 10-6, and six, just like our record is what it is. And uh, you lose this game, and, man, this feels like a three-step back game to where, like, you know, you beat the San Antonio Spurs, whatever that means, and then you take, like, three steps back. Um, Anthony, if you're up here, jump in whenever you can. I, I was uh, just not – I was not expecting – I was not expecting this. I had a full list of like so many positives I wanted to get into. And uh, this shot kind of really, really threw all that off. Uh, can the Lakers get Nemhard in the trade? Is that, <laughs> is that on the table? Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just as shocked as you are. That was really, really quick. Anthony, did you had any doubt that shot was not going in? Like I had no doubt oh, that that shot was going he, in. As soon as he caught it, especially because, <laughs> Uh, LeBron, I mean, like, you know, I, I know criticizing LeBron is always a great way to just ruin your mentions for like three weeks, but mm -hmm. that was really kind of sort of all on him. He was in no man's land guarding somebody who he thought was in the corner 
turns out Nemhart had floated up um, and was wide open there. And, and, and yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I think the, the game went awry, obviously well before that though, you don't drop a double digit lead with, with fewer than 10 minutes to go and in the fourth without a lot going wrong. And, you know, this is where I think Darvin Ham being a rookie coach really kind of showed out, um, especially going up against a veteran coach like Rick Carlisle. Uh, I think the Pacers so far this year, like you and I talked to, to Aaron um, mm-hmm. last week about teams who are told essentially by their fans and by management that, yeah, you know, it, without saying it in, in not so many words that, yeah, we're supposed to be tanking. Players take a lot of pride in in shutting a lot of that noise up, and I think the Pacers were never just kind of going uh, – they were never going to go away. And I think the Lakers anticipated and hoped that they would go away and and played that fourth quarter as if, like, they were, they were just kind of looking for, you know, kill shot after kill shot after kill shot. And that's kind of what we saw last year too when really all you need to do there is just, you know, play solid – smart basketball and and get out of there with a win and and this is a brutal one man like like this is they play they play portland um they play milwaukee coming up they go east for for this trip this is a this is a absolutely devastating loss given everything that's gone on to this point in the season yeah and i thought you know where the game was lost just just going onto the floor i thought number one austin reeves i think he sat way too long in the fourth quarter i honestly thought he was our like I didn't want to like tweet it, but I thought like our offense ran best when he was initiating. Like that's when we got our lead. It was even with Russ and LeBron on the floor, we were running it through him, pick and roll, and then kind of kicking out of that. And that's where Russ was able to kind of attack in secondary actions through there. And I thought closing, you know, without Lonnie Walker was a mistake as well. I thought him and Austin were our best, along with Dennis, but our best like defenders on Tyrese Halliburton and uh, and Buddy Heald and Benedict and Matherin, like just chasing them around. And LeBron, you could see, was I thought he looked okay, but like I think defensively, he was definitely um, wavering out there. He st- definitely wasn't, you know, his full self. And I don't know if that's effort or the ankle, but I'm sure it's it's a combination. And I thought, you know, his defensive effort, which you know I expect LeBron not to be locked in, you know, for a full fourth quarter. I thought that impacted, it. and then we were super small. Benedict Mathen just got right to the rim on Dennis anytime, and um, he got super physical. He started to hit some threes and got some confidence. And I thought that's kind of. Where the game was lost, it felt like, you know, the Portland game earlier this year where we were up big, and then we went to, like, this offense where it was like, okay, you have Russ on the floor, you have uh, you have Dennis Schroeder on the floor, and you have LeBron and AD and one shooter in Troy Brown, which Indiana did not respect at all. Um, and they just, you know, they were like, go ahead, like, go kick it out to them if you want, and we just got post-up after post-up. So I thought those were the two mistakes. I thought um, Austin sat way too long, and I thought, you know, not closing with Lonnie uh, was a mistake just defensively. I thought those were our two best guys. Um, but you know, you lose a fourteen-point well, lead. Yeah, but that's 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 kind of the point here with this roster, right? Is you know you can have everything going for you all game as the Lakers did, and all it takes is a mistake here and a mistake there, and because the margin for error is so slim with this roster, things can go bad in a hurry. Like I. I know this is the kind of thing that people say after this kind of a game all the time, but as it was going on and and while the Lakers were playing really well, you just kind of look for, all right, when is this going to turn? When, (laughs) you know, and, and, and there was a bunch of moments of levity. I know that, that, that Russ was really getting the crowd into it and you really feel like, all right, things are, things, 
things are going really, really well, but because of the way that the season has gone, because of the way the last couple of years have gone, I just kind of felt it in the back of my mind. It's kind of like, all right, when's, when's the turn coming, you know? And, <laughs> and then the turn, then the turn came and, uh, you know, this is where, again, I think, a, a, you know, a coach with more experience really utilizes as many timeouts as it takes to, to get the momentum, you know, kill any and all momentum that Indiana builds. Um, they really focus on the kinds of players who, you know, are, are, are high uh, floor type of players. And, and again, they just, you know, to use a football, football term, they just run out the clock. And, and I thought in this one, like going with Schroeder there at the end, it's clearly to get him a few more reps and get him involved more in the rotation. But, it, it, you know, it was pretty clear that you needed somebody with more size out there to bug uh, Halliburton. And, and whether that's Reeves, whether that's Lonnie, whatever, I think Russ was playing too well that he wasn't going to sit there in the fourth quarter. But again, he's a he's an extremely low floor type player. So even when he makes the occasional good play, you just never know what you're giving up on the other end. And, and, you know, the the last thing here is, is I really kind of think this one kind of goes back to LeBron as, as a leader there where, you know, all right, let's slow the, let's slow this thing down. Let's grind this thing out. Let's limit the number of possessions that are available for the rest of this game. And I just kind of thought that he kind of went back into quiet mode. He, he kind of tried to ride out the game. And, and for decent reason, AD was playing great. The Lakers were hitting, hitting shots and stuff. But I don't know. I just feel like you, it, was, it was pretty clear when the tide really shifted and nobody stepped up to, to get momentum back and, and to refocus on the types of habits that built a 17-point lead in the first place. And, and, and yeah, I mean, this is, this is how shit like that happens. <laughs> And I'm still trying to process this, but look, I'm looking at like, so it felt like a lot, again, I, I hate just like attacking Russ because I don't think this is his fault. I thought it was a lot of passiveness as well from LeBron. Also AD, I wish he kind of demanded the ball more, even though, you know, Miles Turner was kind of sticking on him. But like the last few minutes, so like it's, you know, four minutes left, we're up eight, um, Russ with a turnover, that's his six turnovers. I mean, that's fine. I mean, one turnover, but then, you know, next play, Russ gets blocked at the rim. Okay. And the next play, Russ hits a three, but I mean, like, that's a shot that Indiana is more than more than happy to give up, right? Like a Russ, Russell Westbrook three pointer. Um, I actually laughed out out loud at that play because Buddy Heald was technically supposed to be guarding Russ there. Russ hits his three, and and Buddy did like the the Drake fake unhappy meme <laughs> where he's like, "Ah, oh, shoot, man, that would sure suck if Russ took that shot again." <laughs> it was fantastic. Yeah, and then uh, so a couple, you know, possessions later, uh, LeBron misses a layup, and then I think it gets kicked out to Russ, who hits a mid-range pull-up, which again shot that Indiana is more than like this was our offense, Anthony. Like, through, you know what I mean? Like, and then uh, next time down again, Russ takes a sixteen, uh, sixteen-footer jump shot that misses. Like, again, I'm not blaming him. I'm just like this was our offense down the stretch, and this felt a lot like what it was last year, what it was like early on against like Portland, against Sacramento, and games that we lost. Um, and again, I'm not trying to blame. It. It's just like, I feel like I've seen this movie 500 times. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like I've seen this movie a bunch. Yeah. Like it was, we had a flow going. Russ killed that second unit. He did his, like, that's his role on this team. Like he killed that. And then like, let's get the defenders and shooters in. And that's not the reason we lost. It's just, it's, yeah. uh, it's, it feels like just this cumulative kind of thing that I've seen a million times in a team like Indiana that never stopped playing while the Lakers definitely did. They stopped defending. They stopped trying, but uh, that stuff to me all just was cumulative to like we lose a game that we're supposed to lose. So uh, I mean we're well, supposed to win. 
I think it's the same, like it, we always see this and this is always going to be kind of the inherent issue with Russ being on the roster is coaches, they can't help themselves. He, he's a future Hall of Famer. He's barely half a decade removed from some of the greatest individual seasons that we've really ever seen. And like that resume is going to make it so that he's not your typical like spark plug off of the bench, right? Typically, if it's like, if it's a Lou Williams type, if it's a Jamal Crawford type, if it's your typical six man who comes in just to run the second unit and he isn't making $47 million and he doesn't have Russell Westbrook's resume, that player sits in the fourth quarter when it really becomes, when it looks like, hey, we just need solid play from our point guard right now, right? And and like you're saying, I I want to be absolutely clear here because I don't want Russ people in my mentions for the next month. <laughs> I thought he was really good for most of the game. It's just that what the Lakers needed down the stretch was not what he typically provides or certainly hasn't provided since he got to L.A. But because he is Russell Westbrook, you're not going to get a coach who just like doesn't play Russell Westbrook when he's playing well. Like that's not how that's going to work. And And, you know, I know that all roads lead back to the lack of a trade to this point and the roster as it's constructed and, and the indecision from, from the front office. And I know that I, I'm, I'm beating the same dead horse. It feels like game in game out, but, but this is the kind of stuff that again, like it's the, 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 the tiny margin for error. It's the inability to, to break the habit of not playing this guy. It's, it's, you know, it, it, it's just, it, like you're saying, it's the same movie that we keep watching over and over again. We keep on having the same conversation over and over and over again. And shouts to everybody who keep on listening to the same conversation over and over and over again. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't want to, like, cop them out either. Like, obviously, a trade is what, you know, ever, this was the uh, scouting report game, right? This was the Miles Turner, Buddy Heald scouting report game, which... I mean, they had some mixed. They had mixed grades for this game, honestly, but uh, not that that matters in this trade. But like, like that's not the reason we didn't run back, you know. Like that's not the reason that there wasn't yeah. transition defense. Like all that stuff shouldn't be why you lose tonight. I think that was a big part of it as well. The end of that, so the end of the fourth is gonna get plastered everywhere on Sports Center or whatever. But that end of the third quarter, Anthony. I mean, I kind of took a mental note of it. I thought we would still kind of come back from it. AD sat four minutes to start the fourth, which I thought was insane honestly i did not think we had that big of a margin but but we did i guess we didn't or we did whatever um uh, but like we were up like 16 i think going to the end of the third and then we just take bad shot after bad shot indiana benedict matherin went nuts and like i think they cut it to nine he ran back and like got a layup to end the third uh and cut it to nine and i think that combined with like that late fourth quarter uh was the end of this um and it sucks because i think we were at like, I think we were actually legit, like, building stuff. Like, I think we legit were finding things. And I think, you know, those Spurs losses kind of get taken away now or they feel, you know, pretty lifeless compared to, like, uh, after this loss. But, I, you know, Anthony, I think we, we were finding stuff. It's just, man, this one sucks. I was not, I was not expecting to lose tonight. Well, I, I, think, I, I think, like, the, the part of this that really sucks is that, like, this is the kind of loss that, convinces a front office that inaction is okay when for the vast majority of this game you you're, you're watching it saying how can you not want to invest in a team that has anthony david play, davis playing the way that he was that has lebron james still capable of doing the, the stuff that lebron was doing for most of the game that has Lonnie mm -hmm. walker playing the way that he is that has austin reeves playing the way that he is and 
and again, like if, if, cause I think you and I agree the report and the news cycle that has come out to this point has really made it seem as if this front office is looking for any and all excuse whatsoever, not to, to do anything and, and to sit on their hands and write out the, re, the, the rest of this um, season with the roster is currently constructed. And, and this is going to be, you know, a, a, a checkpoint in their, in their, you know, uh, in their, it, 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 for them to, to, to be inactive here. And, and it's just, it's brutal. It's, it's brutal because again, like they looked so good for, for so long and there have been so many flashes throughout the season that would indicate to me that this team is worth gambling on this year. Um, maybe not actually, but, but like, but gambling, <laughs> gambling, gambling on if you're the front office. And, and, and I think that's where, that's where this one really stings the most. It, obviously it sucks to lose these games and, 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 and obviously like losing on the last second shot um, to a guy named Nemhard it, It's just, it's just <laughs> brutal to, to see it go down that way. But would you have, would you have rather had Miles Turner hit that three, Anthony? Like, would that oh, have man, felt when was, better? When he was up, when he was open there, I was just like, oh, every like Bill Plasky like had half of his write up done right there, <laughs> boom, and he missed it short. I thought that um, was going in, honestly. Like, I was what a what a moment. I thought that was. Going I actually would have preferred it because the Lakers would have had a chance to answer, but but no. Oh I, yeah, that's true. Although it's it's you know somewhat ironic, right, that the Lakers weren't able to. Uh, corral a rebound with AD at center. And maybe if you have one more big body out there, they swallow up the paint and, and you're able to, to do that. I don't know, but, but yeah, I just think like given, given the context surrounding this game, obviously all the focus was on buddy healed and all the focus was on miles Turner and how they played and, and uh, Rob yeah. Linka getting to see them for the first time this season. Um, <laughs> like I think, I think, I think, uh, obviously that that's going to to really kind of drive the conversation here as it has to this point in this conversation but but I, I also do want to kind of look back on something that Darvin Ham has talked about a lot since he showed up and he said it in training camp he said it during preseason games he said it early on this year and he said like the one thing that he absolutely wanted to avoid was having guys get used to losing and it was clear at, you know, as, as momentum really shifted, Indiana, because they have done as much winning as they have so far this year, really believed they could win this game. And, and like I said, you know, a little while ago, I just felt like, all right, when's, when's the thing going to go wrong? And, and eventually it did. And that's what happens when you, when you lose as much as the Lakers have all the way through preseason and into the regular season and up to this point. You develop those habits. And eventually it's, it, it gets really difficult to break them without some kind of a fundamental change with, with how, whether the, whether it's how the roster is built, whether it's, you know, another angry film session, whatever it might be. Um, the Lakers have clearly gotten a little too accustomed to losing here, not just this year, but over the course of, of the last couple seasons. And, and, you know, those mistakes that they made over the course of, of that fourth quarter really indicate that, yeah, like something really needs to change here. Um, I, I just hope that this isn't also used as, as an excuse not to change those things. Yeah, I mean, like you said, you know, the can keeps get, getting kicked down the road. And I, I've always said, like, I didn't think anything was imminent. Um, I think, you know, this is going to kind of be the way until maybe the trade deadline or maybe January or or whatever, whenever they see fit to kind of make a move. Um, but again, like the the like, 
Indiana's a good team. Like they're just to put it in perspective, they're now I think they're twelve and eight now. The Utah Jazz with their incredible start are now twelve and eleven. Like just to like the, the paces are are good, and we had them on the ropes. I thought for most of this night, which just makes this even more painful to me. Like this is a game I think the Lakers won twice. I mean, like they blew two. They had a lead and then they blew it just by you know with reckless play and then had the exact same situation in the fourth. And that's what just makes this really tough. Cause this is a good team. That's, this would have been obviously their best win of the year. Um, and it, it sucks for that to not go through. Cause I think, you know, there was a little bit of a moment, momentum building. And I think momentum is extremely fragile when you have a team that's just this new. And like you said, has been, you know, losing as much as it has. Um, and I think, you know, they, that's what just, again, the ending just didn't match. I thought, what the team was finding. Like, I thought we finally kind of had like a set, like rotation, a set of like, okay, these guys come in this time. Um, and again, I think we're, we're really trying to make Kendrick Nunn happen for some reason. I'm not really sure why, <laughs> um, but, yeah. but he, he keeps on playing. But like, you know, like, again, like I had Austin in mind. Austin just looks legit. Like Austin, he was, he finished a plus seven, I think in tonight um, in a game that we eventually lose. I think Lonnie Walker, even if his shot's not going down, I think his two-way play has been, extremely important I think Russ has found a second unit like role and you know there's just a lot of stuff I think that we're finding to become like a legit competent team and now I'm, I'm wondering like what does this loss sting does this loss you know extend over to when we play Portland um in a few days I'm not sure but I thought you know this is this one was tough because I think there was a lot of good stuff in here I don't think this was just a I don't think Indiana was better than us tonight if that makes sense like does that is that an okay statement to say like I don't think they were better like we we blew this game uh, which, which sucks. No, I mean, definitely. They were up by 17. <laughs> like, oh, man. Yeah, I, I, the math would indicate that. I, I, I just kind of – I haven't really been looking at the stats over the course of the game. Um, Dennis Schroeder was a minus 16 in a game the Lakers lost by one. And he played 30 <laughs> minutes. Like, I, maybe uh, – one day somebody will explain to me the importance of point of attack uh, – defense in no no in, but to be fair the... he was he was good but it was again when we play those small lineups like we played him next to Russ the whole I believe to close the game it was him and Russ out there um for that major fourth quarter run and he was like important in defending Tyrese Halliburton and uh Benning Matherin and Buddy Heald especially just keeping them off the three-point line it's just we're so small when we go to our super small guard lineups I thought he was fine until we just decided to uh, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I just I I thought no, no, he played. No, I, no, I I I just think I just think it's so easy to to fall into the trap of like, oh, he's defending his ass off at the top of the you know, yeah, isolated there with the with the point guard dribbling the ball up the court, and and it's such it. I don't want to go so far as to call it fake hustle, but it does it does a lot of times feel like something that like we it's so easily easy to point to when so much of the defense like the. Team defense is LeBron floating up with Nemhard on on that on that shot, right? Like that's that's the kind of stuff that like you don't you don't really see until it really matters, and and unfortunately yeah. the Lakers have really mattered <laughs> in a way that costs them the game, and and I think point of attack defense is something that like it's really clear to everybody what it looks like when it's when when it's going well, but like I don't know if if somebody's a really good point of attack. Uh, defender, then the ball can just move, and that point of attack doesn't matter as much anymore. So, I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's the same thing that we're kind of talking about with Russ 
And it's the same thing that we're kind of talking about here with, with Kendrick Nunn. And this is a night, by the way, that Patrick Beverly didn't see any minutes in whatsoever. There's just too many guards. There's too many guards. <laughs> and, and like, you know, Dennis Schroeder playing 30 minutes um, on a night where Lonnie Walker plays 22. And Lonnie Walker has probably been the Lakers' third best player to this point mm-hmm. this season. Like, that's definitely that's not good. Stuff. Like that, that's, not, that's not good process. And, um, you know, Reeves played 31 minutes. It's hard to really kind of um, complain about that minutes total. I don't, I don't think, I, I do think eventually you are going to start seeing diminished returns if he starts getting up to like the 34-ish, 35-minute uh, tally. But well, let's get there first. Let me get to the minutes and then I'll, then I'll judge if there's diminishing re- returns. Yeah. You, say, you sound like me with, with Caruso, right? Like where <laughs> I was just like, well, let me see it before we actually decide that that's right. something that, that, that can return the way that it has to this point. And, and yeah, I mean, I, I, I liked what Wendy Gabriel brought. Um, in terms of in terms of a spark, I didn't think the Lakers needed to go as small as they did, and kind of sort of fell into Indiana's game plan. Where Indiana, like if they if they go small, they are gaining advantages, right? Because now you're adding another shooter out there, and you're and you're you're quickening the pace. Uh, when the Lakers go small, they're just small. <laughs> when the when the Lakers go small, you aren't adding another shooter there. When the Lakers go small, you aren't even necessarily playing that much faster because a, a lot of times they struggle to get the ball um, uh, in in a stop. And and so yeah, I I would like at some point um, before before the season is over and before the Lakers make some kind of a change for like I, I thought it was kind of weird that that Wanzas Connell Anderson didn't get any minutes here. I thought uh, I thought we should have gotten well. I guess Troy Troy Brown played twenty nine minutes. But they, they need to find a way to get more guys with some decent NBA size out there um, than they have to this point. And, and unfortunately, because of the way the roster is put together, and, and take a drink uh, for me saying that phrase again, but because of the way the roster is put together, they have to go super small, and, and they have to play those lineups that don't really gain you any advantage. Yeah, and you know, just really quickly on the Dennis Schroeder point, because I was looking. So in the first half, he was a plus – three um in in 15 minutes and then the second half he was a minus 18 um and again i would love to see kind of the correlation there um again lebron was a minus 12 as well and i think they shared a lot of minutes together um and you said jta didn't play i mean we have all these guards you got to kind of kick some one of the wings out right so i guess he was kind of uh, kicked out um but yeah like again i you know i think the talent question is fine in a lot of games i just think tonight like i don't think we lost because of you know, our talent disparity. Like, I think we lost because we didn't run back in transition. We didn't, you know, respect, you know, the Pacers for even like 30 minutes of a game. Like we got up 15 and just started clowning on them. And then again, we got up, they came back again. We went up and we started clowning. Like, I thought that was, you know, a big reason. And then Lonnie Walker, only eight minutes in the second half. I think that's a mistake. Um, Again, he scored only five points in the second half, eight minutes. I don't think he played for the final, uh, final minutes in that fourth quarter. And I think his two-way play is important. I think his ball handling is important. I think he, you said he's been the third best player on the team. I think that's been true. I think that's clear. I think him and Austin have kind of shared that um, back and forth. But I think his ball handling was missed. Uh, you had Dennis Schroeder, who I think has points like where he's impactful, especially with his ball handling. But especially in late in games with Miles Turner on the floor, who's taking away the rim. And Indiana has just wings on wings on wings to just like throw on him. And I thought he was uncomfortable. So... I think those are things that were like basketball stuff, but 
this is just a really tough like loss to take in because of what's coming. Like you have a Portland team that you should win, but then Milwaukee on the road, Toronto on the road, Cleveland on the road. It's really tough to take another step back um, in a season where you started like two and nine. So I don't know, Anthony. I, I hope they, you know, they find a way out of this. But wow, this was it took me a second to kind of take this loss in because I just I was not expecting that. Yeah, I, I, I think last point that, that uh, as far as the actual basketball and stuff, um, I think the bar has gotten so low for Russ. Like him just like not actively sulking is considered like, well, you know, Russ is actually pretty good. I, I do think we're going to have to, you know, recalibrate our expectations for him if he is going to be a part of this thing here moving forward. And and part of those expectations has to be like like eighteen shots is way too many shots for Russ. Like in, in any game. And and this is a game that he shot well. Ten of eighteen is 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 a good shooting game for him. But like if 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 he's in charge of, of really kind of running and bolstering that second unit, um and then and then especially if he's gonna be playing, you know, late winning time uh type minutes, then like more of those shots need to go like LeBron shot 22 times. AD only shot 15 times like that. I, I'm sorry. There is, there is no universe in which Russell Westbrook should be shooting um, more than AD. And, and, and yeah, AD shot 10 free throws. So technically those, those attempts are, are a little higher, but it shouldn't come down to a technicality there. It should, it should be AD should be, uh, especially given the way that he's played this season, AD has to be eating and and Russ, your point guard, has to be finding ways to make sure that AD eats. And and I think, you know, one of the things I was really keeping an eye on with LeBron coming back was, is AD going to remain as consistently engaged throughout the game as he was um, in, in, while LeBron was out? And I think we started to see some of that floating um, that that kind of drove us kind of insane down the down the stretch of the game. And they can't have that. Like he's he's their best player, and and. And you you can't have your best player floating, and some like some of that's on AD, some of that is on coaching, some of that is is also on on the leadership out there on the court, whether that's LeBron or Russ. Well, really quickly on the like again, I feel like I'm watching the same movie again that I've seen for two years. But like you know the AD shot attempts thing, uh, it's not to blame these players that are out there. But again, you have Russ, LeBron, Dennis Schroeder. I don't care who's throwing that post entry pass. That guy is leaving that man and going to double AD. And that's just, it's, it happens every time, especially late in games where like, if you're going to just take like what you want to take away, you obviously want to take away the rim. And that's true for every single player that was out there. Again, Dennis Schroeder, Russ, even Troy Brown, who was, I think our best shooter on the floor, but, and then I think Austin was in there late as well. But like, again, I think that's why you get the AD low shot attempt, especially late in the quarter. And again, I'm just seeing the same movie. It's why, like, I, I I was hoping that we found kind of this closing unit that I think just had the, like, the right blend of shooting, ball handling, um, to around uh, LeBron and AD. Just enough secondary creation. I thought we lost that. Um, and again, not to blame them, but the offense kind of runs through. Dennis Schroeder and Russ are similar, and where like, if they don't have the basketball, your kind of your returns are diminished, right? If they're if they're on yeah. the floor offensively and they don't have the ball, then what they're doing is pretty. Uh, it's not really impactful. So that's why, like, when Dennis is on the floor, it feels like the offense just runs through him because if it doesn't, then what is he going to do on the floor? He's not a spacer, can't really cut because he's small. So, like, he's not a he's not a threat at the rim as, like, a cutter in that way. 
and then Russ kind of the same, which is why I just thought pairing them was just really strange. Uh, not that we had a ton of options, but I thought we were starting to at least find them, and that was my most disappointing thing. And I don't think this game is on Darvin Ham or any lineup. There's a huge amount of things that go into it, but those are disappointing to me, Anthony. When I think like I thought we were like finding stuff that was really successful, and now we're like back into this. We have to like get ourselves out of another hole, which which, which is tough. Yeah, I'm, I mean, it's going to be a really, really, really small um, sample size with Russ and Schroeder, but I don't think those guys as a combination is going to be a good one this year, right? <laughs> Just kind of like last year when it was when it was Rondo and Russ, like we know we know how that's going to end. We can we can avoid that one. <laughs> Russ can Russ can play with Reeves and 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 uh, Russ can play with Lonnie Walker. Um, they you know Schroeder can play with those guys. But when you have two guys who absolutely need the ball in their hands and don't matter at all when they don't have the ball in their hands, like, yeah, this is the kind of thing that you shouldn't have to find out on the court uh, in order to, to, to see if it isn't going to work. Like this is that <laughs> it's, it's a pretty clear basketball theory. We, we know this well enough at this point that if the two guys who are predominantly going to have the ball are actively taking um, making it harder on anybody else on the court when they don't have the ball, um, then you need one of those guys to be sitting as often as possible, especially again, if the point in all of this is to optimize and maximize LeBron and AD, which should be the point as you're getting, as you're closing the game. Like the point of all of this isn't to see if you can get Dennis Schroeder going when, when you can do that first three quarters, first three and a half quarters, if you want. But when it comes down to like, it's the last five or so minutes of the game, and it's a one possession game, or if a, if it's a few possession game, like that's where you got to get out there. You got to play the, the the guys who optimize LeBron and, and, and AD, and and stop messing around because the, like the, the Lakers messed around tonight. They found out they've messed around for the majority of the last two seasons, and and for damn sure we have fucking found out. So like the, at some point the Lakers actually are going to have to focus on on what his what should have been the goal throughout the uh, the LeBron AD tenure, and it's maximize those two guys. Don't see if you can get somebody else going. Those guys don't matter. Maximize those two guys and make life as easy as possible on them, and that's how you're going to have the most success. Yeah, that's the main thing I want to look for when I, when I rewatch this one is, like, the, you know, Oh, my Russ God, you're that... going to rewatch it. Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in a, maybe after like thirty minutes, I'll give it. I'll give it. Give it a. I say um, this but, as your friend, dude. <laughs> I'll wait a few minutes. I'll let the the loss come off a little right. bit. Um, but let's let's close on a positive note because I you know I had this in my notes and I'm sad that it doesn't mean as much. Um, but you know with the Austin kind of he was averaging I think 16 points a game coming into this game and I, I don't think. And I think like there's a difference between 16 points a game Wait, on before, just like before we before we finish on your positive because I did okay. I was looking up this number. Okay. Um, Dennis Schroeder again small sample size they've only played 46 minutes together, but they have an offensive net, uh, an offensive rating of 106.7 and a defensive rating of 124.5. That oh, book man. is written like I, I can understand if you got like early incredible returns and maybe like oh I didn't expect this to work, but hey you know, it's kind of like the first person who tried an oyster. Right. I don't know. Like I didn't, I didn't expect this to taste this good, but Hey, here we are. Um, but uh, you know, in, in this case though, the, 
it's not working out. You know, it's not, it hasn't worked to this point. It isn't going to work for, for the remainder of the season. Just go, just go away from that combination. But sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, no. Oysters are good. I've, I've had oysters before. They're actually pretty good. Um, I, I thought you were going to ask me for an NBA comp on oysters. <laughs> no, yeah, I've got, I got oysters <laughs> down. I got that down. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, uh, but, yeah, uh, so just closing on some positive to this, Austin averaging like 16 points a game coming into this one. And I, I don't think they're fake points either. Like, I think they're legit, like, you know, ball swings to him, step back three, or he creates his own shot or getting to the line a lot. Like, those are all really – legitimate factors and I got this question a few times tonight and I thought I would just put it on the show it was supposed to be in more of like a positive light um but does this change your like ceiling at all that you think of Austin Anthony um and let's just pretend he's on the team for a long time okay we're not going to discuss free agency or nothing um but like does this uh, does this change I guess has his play this season changed your I guess ceiling picture on him or is he still kind of in that just like really good role player um, that's just having to score because he's two levels higher than he should be on a, oh. on a good team. Um, no, I think he's, I think he's pretty clearly a a playoff rotation player, and that's about as high as I can okay. be on somebody. I, I, I think now where in that rotation he fits in is 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 for you know conversation moving forward. But but I do think like he is he has gained physicality this year that he didn't have last year. I was looking for that, um, you know, heading into the season. I think that box is, is pretty well checked. Uh, he had that step back three going to his yeah. right, which um, step backs going to your strong hand are, I, I think uh, it's, a, mm-hmm. it's, it's legitimately obscene. The, the guys are able to hit that shot um, and get behind the three-point line and, and be able to hit that shot. Um, he hit that and it looked clean too. Like it wasn't the kind of thing – that as he's shooting it, you're like, oh my god, what the oh, you know, it was it was it, it looked clean throughout the move. So that was that was good to see. Um, I agree with you that that him um, operating as one of the uh, ball handlers or, or creators, uh, especially next to LeBron, where you know he's he's being he's the primary creator, one every like three or four plays. I think that's a that that is something that I was kind of surprised with how comfortable I was with him, uh, or have been over the course of the season. I, I think he's I think he's legit. I, I think, um, and uh, and and I think he's legit in in like a more than a meme way, right? Remember remember right. When Caruso when like it was a transition from, oh shit, this guy's like good good, you know? <laughs> yeah. And 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 the rest of the rest of like everybody watching was like, oh, you just like him because he's white and bald. It's like, yeah, I mean, that it makes it funny to watch when when a white bald guy is dunking on people that makes it hilarious. But but I think here with with Reeves, um, I think we are going to start heading into that. Oh, like this. this, He's actually good. Good. Kind of transition. Yeah, it's not like cute anymore. Right. Like it's like a legit he's like a legit contributor like before. Like I think even last season, it was just a player putting up stats on bad teams, which if you're watching, you would know that that wasn't the really the case like his points were legit then too it's just he's picked up a physicality um but you know you brought up the like giving him the basketball and I think that's like the biggest thing I've noticed like if you watch the two San Antonio games which I think the last one was a lot closer than it than it should have but down the stretch and like even with Russ and LeBron on the floor Austin was the point guard like he would he would be the one initiating the action and it was like LeBron screening for him um on like one side of the floor and then our offense kind of flowed through that 
And I thought that's like huge. Like you don't really see, I guess, LeBron kind of give that, especially to a player in his like second year. So I think that's been big. I think Darvin Ham has kind of really found like Austin's not just a good passer for being a guard. He's like an actual point. Like he actually has point guard skills and mentalities. Um, and I think he's been just legit. And it's been a, I would hate this season to be the second straight season where like he's the one positive you take for it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think, you know, his, I'm not sure what his ceiling exactly becomes. I think that's a, I think that's a tough question, but I do think you're right. He's a guy that I would trust like in playoff games. And I think that's again, the Caruso arc that he's on, but like, I, I think that's true too. I think he's a guy I would trust. And again, he's like our third or fourth or whatever fifth best player on the team right now. Um, and this is the undrafted kid who has the third best free throw percentage in the league. Like that's a, that's an insane find for our scouting department. So I just want to kind of close on that before we just go doom and gloom into, uh, into these next few days. No, I, I, I agree completely. Yep. Uh, Anthony, do you have anything else from, <laughs> from tonight? I think that's all I had in my notes. Uh, I mean, I just think that the, the most important point here, um, moving forward is like, this is, it's, it's nights like this. It's um, opening stretches of the season that like the Lakers have had that really just kind of hammer the point home on like it. You can't, you can't procrastinate in the way that this front office has found new and exciting reasons to procrastinate. And uh, yeah, like, <laughs> do I think the Lakers would be, uh, a number one seed overall, do would it make them a, a certain title contender? Uh, no, obviously not. If you if you just take Russ off this team and add Buddy Heald and add Miles Turner, but that win, like they they certainly win this game, right? They 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 <laughs> probably win a few more, uh, you know, and route to the point that they're at right now, and you would feel like you're building something. Like the the most. I think the most annoying part of this game is that like Russ, Russ getting uh, the amount of time that he, you know, he, he plays 27 minutes, he takes 18 shots. He was, you know, kind of the engine on a lot of the offense down the stretch of the game. And he's not going to be there. <laughs> he's the whole point of all of this is, is to, you know, at some point trade the guy. And, and meanwhile, as he's sitting Lonnie Walker, somebody who you do want to invest time and resources into at least this season, he's sitting as, as part of the choice there. Um, so I, I think I, it, it, this is probably going to be used as reason why the Lakers shouldn't trade the picks and all of that stuff. I, I just think that would be, that, that would just be the absolute worst takeaway for the front office to take from this one. Like it, what I saw was a team that is very capable of having guys slotted into more logical spots and roles for themselves if you just add a couple of those players, whether it's Buddy Heald and Miles Turner or any two other solid rotation players that the Lakers could add here. Um, lighten up the, the the guard rotation, free some guys up for for more freedom than they than they currently have, and 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 kind of carry on here. But uh, the Lakers are going into an absolutely brutal stretch here before Christmas, um, yeah. and and you know, I know that I know that essentially the Lakers. If they fall far enough below 500 at that point of the season, they're just going to write this year off. And I think, I think if they if if they do reach that point, then it I I I, th I don't think there's any other way to view this than a giant missed opportunity, given what we've seen from Anthony Davis and what we've seen from LeBron. 
No, I agree. And I had like personal like chat points that I believe they're looking at. And I think LeBron looking like uh, AD looking like himself, which I think we've returned to. AD's been one of the five or six or seven, whatever, best basketball players in the world for the last few weeks. Um, LeBron, Anthony, I tweeted out and I feel so bad. I tweeted out, this is the healthiest LeBron and AD have looked together um, in a long time. And then LeBron turned his ankle three minutes later. So I'm just, I just, the rule is just gonna stop talking about health. Like just, just stop talking about it. You know, um, like maybe, maybe if we ignore the really ugly chair in the, in the corner, some mover will accidentally come and take it away. LeBron looked incredible to the start of this game, which again, was just the sad part. Like he was moving so well. His jumper looked good. Like it looked confident. He had like, his legs under him and then yeah he turns the ankle and I thought he looked okay but obviously he it was uh it was bothering him but yeah I mean I knew this would be the the you know Turner and healed game and you know I think they played I think they played okay it's just man, it sucks to lose this way uh, but you know hopefully they can you know turn around on Thursday and uh or do they play Thursday or Wednesday uh, on Wednesday and then go on this uh six game six game trip